Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Okay. But to be fair, if I had, I ain't got any brothers and sisters, but I feel like if I had a brother or sister or any sibling or, or, or um, any sibling, yeah. they might be darker than me. Mm. I've got cousins that are darker than me and they've got the same genetic makeup. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, fair enough. So, you know, I don't know. Russian roulette. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said Russian roulette. <laughs> 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 I love it. All right. Made in Chafford podcast 88. 88. Yo, uh, yeah, we we live and we've got a special guest. We've not had a guest in a in a minute, you know. Yeah, I, know, man. I was looking at the website like, damn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> These man flying solo. Hey, you guys been enjoying the time with yourselves. Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. Um, so so yeah, no, you've uh, finally broken the ice, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, we've got Perry in the building. If you can't tell, uh, Chef Perry as well. Yeah, you, Perry. you might want to be here. You'll definitely see his face. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. My eye. What did you see? You. He's talking about you. Uh, right, you. There. right there. Right there. <laughs> you are, yeah, is this camera on oh, me? Live. I said, my guy, what did I you see? I'm thinking he Googled uh, YouTube my name and he came up with some old footage of me in like, college and I'm like, nah. We're whipping nice it. To see you guys. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 Chef yeah, Perry, Perry in Chef, the building. Chef Perry in the building, man. You know, we had to get this one done. Sure. Um, yeah. Wanted to get him on for a minute as well. We've been talking and just been like, yo, we have to pattern this. So finally glad we made it happen. He was guys, he great. was on time. We were we were not. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, man, I'm so I'm so happy to have you on and I'm so happy with your career progression as well. Like you really Thank are you. you're chefing it. You're not messing about. This ain't no for play play, like nah, Michelin star on the way. Yeah. Fun fact for everyone, you know Michelin star is the Michelin man. What? No way! Why are you gassing? No cap. What do, <laughs> what, do you Mich- what do Michelin have to do with food? Nothing. Nothing. What do Michelin know about food? You forget, make tires. Forget the answer. You go. You guys didn't know that. No, I had no clue. Nah, people don't know this. Right, How does it right, work? Let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. Um, so Michelin, obviously the tire company, yeah, is the is the brand and the company behind Michelin Star. However, you know San Pellegrino, yeah, the drinks, mm. you know, like the really banging drinks. They're behind the top 50 restaurants in the world. They've got nothing. It's, it's, it's sparkling there, water. No, yeah, it's, it's no like correlation. You know how I feel about sparkling it's, it's water. The <laughs> That's no, crazy. Yeah, there's no affiliation no there way. at all. Bar. What do you Michelin know about food? Like, re- Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. So, so that, that white. That, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you go into a restaurant and then you see, you know what the Michelin man looks like? Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. If you, see, if you see him like in a painting or in any form, then that restaurant is likely to have a Michelin star. Wow. At least one. That's something yeah. there every day. That's crazy. A lot yeah. of people like freak out. They're like, "Why is a Michelin man here?" And then, <laughs> well, said, "Why is a Michelin man?" <laughs> and then you clock, yo. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. But yeah, but yeah, I'm alright. Wow, man. that's good, man. Talk to us about the beginning. Where Where did this all? Yeah, like, how does someone want to be a chef, and then how do you really like just progress with that? Because the meals you're making now, 
Gourmet. And we had him on the, the talent show. Yeah. My man was doing up with the... The lobster. The lobster. Last Thank summer, I remember that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I started out... I mean, I'd like to say when I was young, young, but I've always wanted to be a chef. And that's for real. Like, real mm. talk. Even through primary school, through secondary school, I've always had a thing for creative... Um, being a, like, I'm, a lot of people are like, oh, why don't you become an artist? Or why don't you go into like architecture or something like that? And it's like, you, I could have done. I've always been quite creative. I've always been focused on whatever it is. Mm. But with food, you can connect with everyone. We could have a conversation about food. I could go out on the street and have a conversation with food, with any person, because yeah. food connects to every single person in the Facts. world. You know, everyone has to eat. Yeah. And everyone's got their own right and wrong answers about it. Mm. So I kind of wanted to get into a profession where you can connect with everyone first. Mm. Um, but you can be like, I like a level of competition. I'm quite a competitive person. So with that comes, you know, not saying necessarily Michelin stars, but it's a graft. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a career, it's a, it's a career. It's not a job. Yeah. Right. You know I mean, like you go into it and you go into it for the long run. It's mm. not something that you go in and you kind of think, oh, let me do this on the side. Let me do that on the side. Your life becomes food. hundred yeah. percent. And it's something that I looked at as a challenge when I was younger. And it's something that as I kind of, I'll be completely honest with you guys. As I was getting into like secondary school and like years, say eight, nine, ten. Yeah, when you have to choose your options. Yeah, when you have to choose your options, catering was always one, and all the teachers that we had at Chafford, they were looking at me like, "Oh, Perry, you know, you're, you're you've got so much potential to go to this uni, to go to that college, to study this, to do that, to get A levels, to get degrees." And I mm. was like, "That's true." And don't get me wrong, I, I'm not being, I'm being quite humble. Like I did quite well in school. Mm. Right, right, right. But. I do believe that there's a there's a this is a whole different conversation we could have, but I do believe that there is a um, a, a type of tunnel vision that teachers and um, the government, I, I guess, to a higher level, put yeah, you that's under, a fact. That's a fact. You know, so that if you don't, there's if you have a passion about something, maybe there isn't You don't need a qualification that's higher up to do that passion. Yeah, you ha you still have to do something, you know, more mm. academic. Yeah, I hear that. Does that make sense? No, it does. Yeah. I think what is basically happening is that they they didn't especially in school they did not have the information to know what your passion would be as a career mm. they just didn't know mm. so I remember I told I told I'm not gonna mention his name or his family but basically I told my I told my teacher that I would like to become an artist mm. just drawing just they said that art will never make money as mm. sa as bad as that seems. As talented as I was back then, I've I've just I had to shut it off. I had to shut it off. And you so basically, sorry. I could I couldn't I couldn't draw. So basically, I couldn't draw. I couldn't paint. I couldn't do anything. And that was really my creative side. Mm. Yeah. And so because someone tells you, it's not that someone tells you you can't. That's the kind of stereotypical cliche. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. It's not yeah. that they said that you can't. It's just that they said that there's so many other better things that you can do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That might take you further, which isn't true. You know, I'll be honest with you, and I've, you know, I pay attention to the podcast that you guys put out every week. You guys have had some guests on here from Chafford, be it me, Amy Smale, yeah. other people that have grafted from Chafford and have done successful in whatever they're doing, and it's got nothing to do with maths. It's got nothing to nah, do that's with a fact. you know. Imagine yeah. if someone told Amy no. Trust Amy me. made a hundred thousand pounds in lockdown. Trust yo, me. that queen is smiling. It's 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 because she kind of went yo. against the grain. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You, know, you have to go against the grain a little bit. And that's why I kind of like, you know, I got to year 10, 11 and I did well in my GCSEs. And yeah, I could have gone to this college. I could have done that A-level, sixth form, whatever. 
but I actually chose to follow. Did what you I leave school and just go straight into sh- like yeah. chefing it up? Yeah. I so what was the first school. step? So after that. so I left. I left school, went into <laughs> Barking and Dagenham. That's the name of the episode. College, yeah. And studied professional cookery for three years. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was only a three-day week course. So the rest of the week, I was working part-time in a, fr- in a restaurant in central London. Which Jeez. gave you? Which gave you more? Which gave you more experience? Like, wh- Ooh, where do you feel like you learnt more from? Good question. It has it's to be the actual half. restaurant, I'd imagine. Ha- it's half and half. The college side of it and the educational academic side of the professional cookery course gave you the hygiene, all the, you know, all the scientific looks at yeah. what food poisoning is, why it happens, this and that, for example. Also, basic knife skills, that kind of stuff. The real world, working in a restaurant part-time was... The push, the hectic service, imagine. the chipping in, helping each other out, late nights, early mornings. Mm. You know, you don't get that experience at college. And yeah. and that was, for me, a perfect balance that I yeah. did that. I recommend it to anyone out there that wants to be a chef, a young chef. It's a lot of sacrifice, you know, like mm. going in and working part-time is great for us because you don't want to work full-time, especially with having no agree- uh, experience. You know, it's a big change from being 15, 16, 17, seeing your friends a lot, going out, doing these things and enjoying the time with your family, your friends, mm. and having that luxury, weekends off. So then going from that to 8 in the morning to 11 at night, traveling one hour each way to get home, sleeping six hours, getting up again, doing the same thing. Crazy. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's hard. But but yeah, so anyway, come back to the conversation. I um, went to uh, Barking and Dagenham College, studied food for three years, did part-time in a restaurant in Farringdon in central London. Uh, after that, Three years passed, I got employed full-time by that restaurant and then soon left anyway because I had an opportunity to go to a private members club in Mayfair. Mm. Did that for a year. Um, Really, really, that was kind of my first introduction to what Michelin star food was. It wasn't a Michelin star place because it's a private members club. You can't get uh, Michelin stars at members clubs. But it would have had one, at least one, uh, 100%. So, yeah, that was my first kind of introduction to it. Left there, came back to the Farringdon area, a different restaurant. Um, and then for four years, I was there until very recently, uh, as of December. And I've just started at a restaurant called Okoko, which is a West African-based restaurant in mm. Westrovia between Oxford Circus and Coventry Road. Yeah. Aiming for Michelin star. We're going to get it. Um, but it's a new concept. It's with the dynamic of changing the concept of what West African cuisine is. Love that. Okay. Um, but I think I've heard of this place. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. it. It's like basically what exactly what you just said. They, they sell certain African cuisines, but they have like a twist to it. It's not yeah. necessarily as what they trying to make jollof rice like, like fancy in the middle. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say <laughs> one grain. Yeah, it's mad. Bosch restaurants be like thirty-seven pounds. <laughs> it's just <laughs> no, but no, no, but them. I had this conversation with my friends the other day, and it was a very humble conversation, right? Yeah. You have to, like, you're, you're branching out to an audience now that is used to mass food. Like, for of example, course. coming from a Caribbean family, it's mm. the same. Yeah. In the way of... Volume, you, minute. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you if you don't feel full at the end of your meal and you're paying 90 pounds for it... It is not quality, boy. Yeah. You're, there's an issue there. Mm. So, we kind of have to... I've been thinking about it a lot, about how we go about um, our market audience at Coco. You know, like, we don't want to get the African grandparents and the aunties and the uncles in. And we don't want to change their mentality of what African cuisine should be because we're never going to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, people yeah, are classic. It's the same. Like It's another conversation we'll have, but I made some patties at the start of the year and I was giving them away and I gave them to some Caribbean aunties and grandmothers and whatnot. 
and it was so one of the fillings was beef and red kidney bean, right? Mm. And I gave it to him, and he looked at me, and it was like it's delicious, but it's wrong. I said, why is it wrong? <laughs> and they said because the ki- the kidney bean should be in the rice, not with the beef. Right. And they looked at me, and they was like, it's nice, but I I, I don't like they it. They just don't get it. Yeah, they didn't get it. And you don't get you don't like what you don't get, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and that, I, I feel like I mean it's a natural thing. The younger generation might be a bit more open minded with it, but you know. It's not Exactly, exactly. It's not what they grew up with. It's not what's classic. Mm. You know? It's not what the so chef likes to eat. It's just supposed to look. Right, right. So this, so this comes into where the target market would be for us. Mm. So it comes into the younger generation that maybe don't know what African cuisine, is, West African cuisine is, mm-hmm. and we'll introduce it to them in a way where this is an experience. It's a whole. There's That's wine it. pairings, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Like they're going back to what uh, Demi was saying about the jollof rice. That's the, I think it's like the third or fourth or fifth course on our 10 course tasting menu. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> so it's basically, it's a bowl of jollof rice with, um, it's smoked. So we basically put the same bowl on top. We fill it with smoke, serve it to the table, open it up. The smoke kind of piles out and it's served with a roasted characterine and a smoked aubergine puree. Okay. Right. But then that, if you serve that to an auntie, an uncle, an African grandparent, mm. they're going to look at you and think, is that it? Because literally, it's a bowl of jollof rice. That My dad's going to be like, the door. <laughs> yeah. And he's thinking, I'm paying 90 pounds for this. Mm. You know, so. J- j- yeah. I hear that. You know? So, but that's. It's an that's experience, though. It let's, is. Let's, let's, let's have it right. Like, it's, you're not, you're not going, I don't feel like I'd go there to, not necessarily say I'd leave full, but like, I, I've been there and I've been like, yo, you know what? That was, that's something I can check off. Yeah. More or less like, close to my bucket list. And it's nice that you're doing that with West African food as well because, again, it's about changing the perceptions that are already there on our type of food as well. Yeah. There's a perception there. I had this conversation with some some people in the industry the other night. And there's a perception there that um, West African cuisine and Caribbean cuisine, to an extent, can't be gastronomified. It can't be put into a spectrum that can earn a Michelin star. Right. I'm, oh, okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's that kind of mentality. And we're trying to break that barrier. Mm. Ikoyi, so there's a restaurant, so there's a, I'm at Coco, there's a restaurant called Ikoyi, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I think that was the one that I thought I heard heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a Michelin star. That's the first West African restaurant in London to have a Michelin star, credit Mm. to them. We see them as a main rival now, Mm. right? But, you know, you have to support people out here. You have to support the people that you're representing. No, the competition part, but I I get it. Exactly, you know, so they have... You know, I think there was a little bit of beef going on between us recently, and we kind of said a few things about them on social media. They said a few things about us. But having said that, yeah. it's publicity for both of us. Of course. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Beef is publicity at the end yeah. of the day. Of course, of course, of course. And so we're kind of promoting ourselves through food, but also through the experience, but also through the technology we have nowadays via social media, via, you know, even mouth to mouth, word to word is a is a is a powerful thing nowadays. Of course. Yeah. And especially in the hospitality industry, a lot of people know each other. Okay. And so with that, I feel like West African cuisine, give it five years, will be as big as French, Spanish, Italian, <laughs> European cuisine. That'd be amazing. That yeah, I'm trying to go and just eat and just be able to get jello fast, you know, that's the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's deep, Dem. Yeah. That's deep. You don't want to go you don't want to just eat and jollof rice. What do you mean? You said you just want to go and just eat and get jollof. Yeah, why not? If a restaurant can do it properly, why not? Same way I'll get Chinese. Uh, yeah, but I mean, okay. All right, that's... Night, in my opinion, Just Eat, Delivery, all these delivery companies, they shouldn't be going to these places. 
Okay, but that I wouldn't say like obviously you go places to a higher standard. Like I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't want. I, I can't order what you do on. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, it, because nah, it's nah, not. That's different. That's different. That's I see what he's trying to say. I just. Huh? Could you really miss fast food though? Nah, he can't. What a yeah. cocoa? Yeah. No. Because it's yeah. not just about the food. But that, uh, that wasn't my point. My point was just, uh, he's saying I, West African food will be at a point where it's just as big as these other cuisines, you know. Yeah, but it's to go out there and check out. Yeah, of course, of course. That's and what then I'm saying. Even, that's even more beautiful. Like I'm sure I could go to God, a beautiful Chinese restaurant the same way I'd go to a beautiful French restaurant, X, Y, and Z. I, I can't wait to be able to have that experience. No, I, I did. no trainers on the door. No trainers on the door. Yeah. No trackies. Yeah. yeah. You already know. Unless it's that. night tech. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that's, even, that's even worse. Nah, nah I, spent, I, I spent 100 on this. You can't let me in. Take that back, <laughs> or alternatively, Demi, you can make the jollof rice yourself. Hey. I tried the other day, you know. Swear. Yeah. Good. I, I'm not really much of a cook, so I had two attempts. Let's talk about <laughs> attempt I, number one. Colin's in the kitchen. My, pa- my paella looking jollof rice <laughs> attempt number one. I put um, everything was fine. The base was fine. Where I went wrong was the type of rice. Okay. So essentially, I use like jasmine rice. You and did that the rice, yourself, man. I don't. <laughs> <And the laughs> no rice, sympathy. It didn't absorb. <laughs> it didn't absorb the base. So when it when I opened it, it was just the texture was just runny, and ah. the rice itself didn't cook. So I left it That's for a long it. period of time because you got to steam it, right? You got to kind yeah, yeah. of mm. generate the heat upwards. And as it came out, I tasted. it. I was like, yeah, the the taste is there. The taste is fine, but the texture, the texture was just completely there. gone. That is an L. Went home, spoke to mom about it. And she told me. <laughs> Wait, I had to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't have told my mum. Slow down. The I second you down. said Jasmine Rice, I heard what was wrong. You went home and talked to your mum about it. Had it was like a heart to heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I heard as well. I had to buck the OG. I, 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 I must no have choice. to buck the OG. I had no choice. And then she told <laughs> where me. Where'd that bring you? She told back you back to me. me. <laughs> She told you where you went wrong, innit? Yeah, yeah. She told me where I went wrong. I could have told you where you went wrong. You put jasmine rice. Hey, it's fine. You, that, but my rice that, shouldn't have a name. But that's the beauty of it. You've got to keep on going, innit? Long grain sure, or basmati, man. I'm sure, yeah. Perry, you've had so many situations where you've made something. It's not come out right the first time. Yeah, but yeah. You, the beauty is you, as, the more you do it, the more you realise, I can tweak this. And we're not getting off that. this, you yeah. know? No, that's well. <laughs> so, attempt number two. I grabbed, um, I can't remember the name of the rice, but obviously it was, it was a far more, uh, it was a better, it was a basmati, golden basmati rice. Oh, I go, yeah. And it absorbed it perfectly. The texture was better. Everything was good. So it gave me confidence. I was like, oh, right, I can actually make the dishes I want to make. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but you made stew and that was fine. Stew was fine. Mm. Well, the first attempt of stew was terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was too tomato Oh, okay. But then the second attempt, I realized it needed more pepper. The pepper to tomato ratio, ratio was just too much tomato. So yeah. I kind of skewed it a bit and it was way more peppery. I got a question. And it worked. Are you a spicy person? Yes. I like that. Yeah, my stomach wouldn't agree, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit just coming out. 100%, 100%. No, I, I wipe, st- I wipe, and it just wouldn't stop. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uncontrollable. Nah, nah, let's not get into that. But no, yeah, back to your question, man. I am a spicy, like, as far as food concerns, have to be, man. I'm a spicy person. I could not be. I'd hate life if I couldn't eat but spicy But the thing food. is, yeah, spice, spice is an interesting one. Mm. So the way I look at food is, like, you have to look at, the flavor sensations that you take from food and where you can source those flavor sensations from, okay. i.e. spicy food. If I say spice, what do you guys think of? Nandos? Like ingredients-wise. Oh, no. pepper? Pepper, chili, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't think of horseradish. You don't think of mustard. You don't think of mm. black pepper. Okay. But then if you go to different countries in the world, they might say that. Yeah. Right. Mm, do you know what okay. I mean? Mustard. I mean, I mustard, mustard can be made spicy. I don't personally like mustard, but yeah. Right. Everyone's different. But <laughs> everyone's different. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I'm you. Think of chili, right? Of course. Yeah. But then, how do you like your spice? All right, the best thing I go. This is so cheesy, but the fe- best thing I go to, I will ask the same question to people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I like spicy food." And I'm like, "All right, when you go to Nando's, what'd you get?" I, I'm not hot. Really? Medium. I'm, I'm Man's hot. not hot. I'm medium. Mad. I'm really medium. Dude, see, I'm, I'm the same because I like it hot, but right. I like to taste the food. If it rips your face off, it's pointless. So yeah. there's yeah, a I point. There's a point be, of I spice. Be, I don't want to be there. Like my dad basically yeah. says this metaphor every single time. He says, "If you go to a <laughs> like Did you enjoy your yourself? Is running, you're yeah, sweating, yeah. Mm. you're crying. Like, it's mad. In our culture, we do that too much. We overcompensate yeah, with, with yeah. spice. And, and then I just see you, man, just there yeah. crying. I'm like, nah, man, pass me the mayonnaise. Jeez. I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, uh, do you know what? Um, Nando's has got a spice that's above extra hot now. I don't know what yeah, it's called. Next I can't, level. Um, oh, I don't want to say it's habanero or something crazy, but it's it is hot. Right. And I tried, tried it. <laughs> Kill you. I, I I like spicy food extra hot all the time when I go to Nando's. I was in tears. I was with a, <laughs> I was with a girl as well. I thought, oh, oh, let me try to be bad. I, I was I was like, yo, you're get hum- me some milk. <laughs> he needs need some, some milk. milk. Oh my, <laughs> Hunt for real. But, all right, let me ask you a question. You left that meal, and did you feel like going? I didn't for that feel was better for it. it. No, I was yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's my point. Why are these like? I get it. Some you see, seen like chili challenges and all this. Like yeah, people that yeah, actually yeah. take the competition aspect of it. Mm. But to enjoy it, I'm like, are you serious? No. Yeah. You know. I even I was even went to a restaurant basically there's two restaurants so there was one one of the same oh same owners um red dog saloon and red dog american sandwich this was in Foxborough square and they had like this challenge so then i tried the sauce basically i took one chip put it in my mouth i was crying i couldn't talk properly like i drank bam i could not talk properly. listen i've got a story for you I've n- i can't be i've never said this on the pod so i don't know if you guys watch hot ones um oh, yeah, with yeah. sean evans oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, when I used to work in Basildon, someone brought in, you know, the one that always oh, makes them fumble. I, I had this at work. The, oh. the bomb. The bomb. Yeah. I had, someone brought it into me at work as well. It's mad. It's, 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 it's mad. It's as bad. When they it's, react. It's horrible. We was, we was crying. It's mad. I, I, I was like sick both ends basically yeah. like it was but, but you know sometimes when you eat something that's spicy and it takes a minute to set in <laughs> yeah. this one's like straight out of bang no like yeah. it's, it's there yeah. you know when it's not it doesn't even creep up that was straight away yeah. I, I was like it. yo this is this isn't good this isn't <laughs> it normal. doesn't taste good no man. it's just hot it's just this, it tastes like metal is the only way i can describe yeah, it's really yeah like, it's okay, not, i don't know if i want to eat they put on a bit of bread chewed it i thought i was bad and it's a little, <laughs> little bit, you know. That's so it wasn't crazy. even much. It weren't much. Mad. Uh, we was out. Uh, thank God it was the end of the day because normally we're on the phones. Uh, I was not. I was not out. I was out, yeah. and I had to go out that night. I said I might have to cancel, you know, because this wow. was this is something else. It's mad. It's mad. Yeah, I remember having that. I was almost in like anaphylactic shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an experience. Man. Someone called nine one one. Yeah. <laughs> But what would you say, so as far as like your cooking, mm. what would you say has been like the stuff you've you've honed in on the most, like your signature dish, so to speak? What Ooh, what do you feel like question. you do better than anything else? Uh, or do you even feel like you even have that 
at this question, point. Good question. I get asked that whole signature, signature dish thing or what's your favorite thing to cook thing a lot. Mm. Um, and my answer is always the same. I'll never give you one dish because I think that there's just so many things, not that mm. I do well, there's, there's just so many things that you can do well. And right. so my answer to that is always, um, I like to give people an experience of food that they might not expect. So the thing that I've kind of focused on, come back to your question, Collins, the thing that I've honed in on in the last few years, more so in my own projects and work, is giving people an experience that they can come into and they sit down and they have instantly, it's like when you meet someone new, you have a, an, uh, an, an idea of what that person's gonna be like. Mm. As soon as you get into a restaurant, before you've even seen the menu, you sit down and you kind of have an idea about what the vibe's gonna be, the kind of food that you're gonna have, if it's gonna be good, if it's gonna be bad. And so when you have that and you give an image to a person and then they have the food, even when they see the menu, say for example, I give you a menu and it's, my menu is very simple. If you order a, um, I don't know, a salad, say mm. a Michelin star level salad, it, the menu will literally say uh, lettuce, tomato and olive. That's it. Right. There's no two ways about it. It's not like lettuce covered in and sitting on a bed or from blah, 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 blah. It's just literally the free ingredients. So that leaves it to open to the imagination. So mm. you guys would think, oh, okay, this could, like, I have no idea what's coming out here. You get it and you're like, oh my God, this is incredible. Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like. Is it putting it their expectations on the floor so you have more. Not necessarily on the floor, but up in the air. Yeah. Okay. You know, like it's, it's more giving people an experience because for me, as a customer, as much as I'm a chef, I like to eat out. Mm, and yeah. the thing that I like to feel when I'm at a restaurant is a sense of surprise and a sense of like, okay, if I've ordered an ice cream, some one, one of the dishes that we do at Coco, it's a, it's a, a ball of soft ice cream right. with an insert in the middle, like a raspberry insert. Mm. And it doesn't look anything like ice cream should. Mm. So you get it and you think, is this the course that I'm thinking it is? And then you bite into it and you're like, oh my God, this is incredible. Right. How have they made this look like that? Mm. So... <coughs> Come back to the question. That's the kind of thing that I've kind of been concentrating on in the last few years is giving people an experience of surprise with food, right. um, yeah. giving something and my latte swear. Oh, um, <laughs> giving. You know what, I, just I don't know if I did explicit. You said I love to eat out, and I was about to say same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. You got, I can't. <laughs> no, like, you got it in there now. You happy? Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> No, like giving giving people an experience and um, fucking shit up a little bit, yeah. you know, like like you know, with West African food, with Caribbean food, taking stuff that's usually traditional and different and fucking it up a little bit and mm. changing the dynamic a little bit. That's something that I've been kind of thinking about, um, like the whole patty situation that I was doing at the start of the year. You know, putting some extra yeah. green flavors on. That. I mean, like, how you as a chef coped with lockdown? Because obviously your restaurant can't open at the moment yeah so it's been it's been up and down to be honest the last year and a bit okay so last march went into lockdown um wasn't doing much really myself until august time i don't know like last year everyone was kind of in shock and we was like we'd never had this before no you know, a yes. lockdown we was like what do we do now so i started making these video tutorials on my instagram uh and then i was doing obviously i was part of the talent show that you guys were doing last summer on the main mm. chafford uh and then that was kind of my how i look at it summer vibe downtime time off you know for the last at the time eight years that i've been in the industry yeah. and so i felt like okay let me let me chill and then august came around we had this whole eat out to help out business 
um, which really, you know, Monday to Wednesday was the new Thursday to Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Business was booming. Yeah. And restaurants opened back up again and while I was working again until, what was it, about October. And then we, we had this whole tier system, tier one, tier two, tier three, and lo- uh, London got shut down, uh, shut down again. So at that point, I was kind of thinking like, oh, I need to do something with my life now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm kind of like twiddling my thumbs at home. I'm not doing anything. I moved into London at the time. I was like, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Bought myself a bike, greatest decision I ever made. Got out on that a lot, fitness wise. Uh, and then we went up into, no, we sorry, we opened up again. Uh, and then we lo- went into lockdown again at the end of December. And then I started the year on kind of a rough note. I think everyone did, rough Christmas, you know, mm. yeah, yeah. restrictions on seeing family and whatnot. Started the year and I was like, actually, I need to actually do something. And I'm yeah. the type of person, you know, like you guys, I'm sure, you actually find more joy in giving other people joy sometimes. Yeah. Of course. And so I started the year thinking, how can I make people happy? And literally, I thought Jamaican patties is something that I know how to do, something that I grew up with, but it's also something that is easily transportable mm. um, and giving away for free. You know, and the idea was me putting out a message on my social media pages saying, um, if anyone knows of anyone, it wasn't like you guys could contact me and be like, oh, I want some. Mm. It was if you guys know anyone that is in need of a little bit of a motivational lift, a little bit of enthusiasm in their life, whether they're a, a nurse, a doctor, a teacher, maybe they're just going for a bit of anxiety with the lockdown and whatnot. Give me a shout and I'll hand make and personally deliver, deliver them to them. So... It started off slow, and then in about a two-week period, I had about 85 clients. Um, yeah, all by bike cycled. Jeez. To, to wow. them, all the way from Chafford to Slough over near Heathrow. What, you were cycling? Yeah. To Chafford? I got the train a little bit. Uh, I'm about to say. Yeah. Yo, dog. <laughs> yeah. Cha- those ones to Chafford, I got the train, and then I took my bike on the train. But all yeah. the ones around London, I cycled, yeah. That's, that's, that's impressive. Amazing. It was, it was mad. So, yeah, so that was two weeks. Um, and I'll be honest, it was quite a humbling experience. I met a lot of, lot of interesting people mm. from all different kinds of walks of life with such inspirational stories. Um, it was cool. Like, you know, I met and made my contact book open vastly. And mm. it wasn't what I was wanting from the project at all. It was literally just to spread a good message, give people a bit of a motivational lift. And word spread quick. Like, it was... From one person to another to another, someone, you know, I gave them to someone because she just had a baby and her uh, and her husband was working a lot and she had COVID and the baby was born and they didn't have too much money. And, you know, I didn't really ask for people to open up that much, yeah. but people yeah. felt, you know, like a little bit to do, to do that. And I appreciate it. And then that person led on to, oh, my dad's been having a hard time. Yeah, it was his 70th birthday last week. And, you know, he didn't have anyone there ra- around yeah. to celebrate with him. And I was like, all right, I'll go and drop some off. Mm. Yeah, just, it was great, man. It was great. And then that turned into uh, me kind of making them irregularly more so to be sold. Yeah. Uh, which then turned into a little business idea for me. And then, yeah, started up uh, my own kind of little business called Your Five, which was like a private dining experience that I thought about doing. I'm taking advantage of that. Listen, as soon oh. as you, you yeah. already know what time is. Oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yo, what, what are you trying to get into tonight? Like, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got us a chef, but the whole team's patterned. You imagine? <laughs> you imagine? That, that I'm giving but, them. But a lot of people came out with that mentality. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. That this is not a mentality was, to have with that. that. Was, <laughs> yo, that yo babes, I've got us a chef. What are you talking about? That was the vibe. And that was the thing that I kind of like, from my point of view, like being a chef, I'm quite a social person. Mm. And being right. a chef, you don't necessarily need to be. But if you are, it's a benefit. And so what the thing is in restaurants for the last almost 10 years that I've been working in restaurants now is that <coughs> you're in a metal box and you don't have that communication one-to-one with the customer. Okay. 
the waiter, the waitress, or the manager, whoever's taking the food, has that. Right? Mm. So whether it's positive, negative, negative feedback, the chef doesn't know really. It's only like via, via verbal communication. So with the whole private dining experience, that was what I wanted to do because I like to give you guys a plate of food and explain to you why I've done it this way, why the colors are there, why the textures are there, mm. um, where the ingredients I've sourced from, yeah. all these type of things. And then I want to get your reaction, more importantly. If you like it, I want you to tell me that you like it. If you don't like it, I want you to tell me that as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, And that's the bit that I love about my job is seeing the reaction and having that communication. And so at Coco now, it's an open kitchen. Mm. My new job. So it's an open kitchen inside the restaurant. So we literally, like there's a table that's Oh, you can see, is it, I mean, to... The closest thing I'd imagine is uh, Ramsey's Hell's Kitchen. Is that what it's like? Uh, yeah, but le- like even more so in the inside the restaurant. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, got you. You can see everything, but like, so basically there's a there's a table, like we're sitting here, me and Amy are sitting here. You guys are in the kitchen. Oh. Yeah, so if so, this table here, instead of waiters and waitresses coming to bring you the table, uh, the chef will give you the food. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's very theatrical. You know, that's what we're aiming for because if you can see everything, you want your food to make it like the flames. This is really an experience. Yeah. Yeah, sounds know. like it. Yo, we're going to have to come see you at work, you know. Sure. For real. Sure. Yo, we'll make it happen. Yeah, you you're, you're, allowed out, you're allowed inside now, so, course, you know. Man. Yeah, from Monday. Was it two days? Or is it it's now? Monday, yeah. Monday. So, yeah. now we'll have to come visit for sure, man. That yeah. sounds like a real experience. Is it hot in there, like, as a customer, though? What do you mean? Like, as oh, wait, if you're sitting near, close, yeah. near, close to the kitchen? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. We've not. I mean, we we're not open yet, so I don't know. Okay. But I don't think so. It's not a big restaurant. Max forty people at a time. Oh, okay. okay. So okay. yeah, it's a booking thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to be punctual. <laughs> yeah. You just can't but turn up if you're gonna get a ticket. Yeah, it's a booking thing with deposits. <laughs> I like that. So thirty you know, pound per head, you know. More than that. More than that. We're not gonna talk about it, but it's more prices. <laughs> 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 what trainers, what trainers? Is it is it formal? Formal, yeah. I don't know exact chess code though, but if you know me, I I, I could probably. What? Yeah. Nat Tech, please. <laughs> yeah. The black man's the black man's tux. You're <laughs> <laughs> <Not> terrible. <laughs> but no, you guys got to come through and and. Hundred percent. Yeah. Bro. Nah, we'll make it happen. It's a, That's the it's a beautiful journey, man. You made the most out of a of, out of a tough time, and like yeah. being entrepreneurial and just thinking outside the boxes, not only helped you, like, further your career, but it's also helped you like within you know what i mean like you've yeah. actually been able yeah. to touch and talk to people and share share their stories so ultimately yeah. it's actually quite a inspiring journey you know yeah inspirational for me yeah. you know and and it's something that really opened my eyes to there's a lot more people i mean it's in the news you know for the last year the news has been going off about deaths and cases and infections and this and that yeah, yeah. and <coughs> it it kind of it's one of those things like everything i guess you don't really know how hard it is until you kind of get in amongst it right mm. And so me doing that, it kind of really opened my eyes to actually, like, this is, you know, it's a serious thing, but there's people that are genuinely, like, really, going really it, yeah, going yeah. through it, and, and they're affected by this. Right. Um, and, yeah, it was something that I enjoyed. It's something that I would do over and over again if I had more time on my hands. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I did that, and then the private dining experience, and, and yeah, just... Which I think, it. yeah, it's so dope. Like, people really are probably searching for something like that, and... The fact that you're able to give them that is is amazing, really. Yeah, that was a concept. It was, you know, restaurants being closed, give the restaurant, well, bring the restaurant to you, mm. your own home, um, with a bit of theatre, with a bit of, like, introduction to the Do you need, like that. do you pre-cook it or you cook it at their house? Uh, depends on what it is. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I had a client that asked for beef wellington and caviar. The beef wellington I made at my house and then I brought it and then we roasted it 
there mm. in the house. Um, <clears throat> the way that I like to do it, so the whole concept of your five, I didn't know if you guys know, is is um, a client comes to me, they say oh, they want a private dinner. I say, okay, give me your five favorite ingredients or five things that you like to eat right now. And they would give it to me. I would then go away, create a menu based on those five, whether it be three, four, five courses. And then I'd get back to them with a menu and a price depending on the ingredients they've chosen because, you know, if they've chosen caviar, lobster, fillet steak, all that kind of stuff, mm. it would be more expensive and travel costs as well. So I get back to them with that. If they're happy with it, we set a date and that's it. We go ahead. The thing that I like to do the most is the more, I'll be honest, like I'm not going to say any names, but there's been some that have, have been a dull atmosphere. There's been some that have been really, really fun. Right? Yeah. You know, like there's been, <laughs> there's been some where, you know, you walk in, um, no background music. You know, they're just <laughs> sitting there, open kitchen, open living room, right. and I'm cooking away, and you can hear the cutlery against the plate. Oh, God. Do you know what I mean? No vibes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And just it's cutlery. Like, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they're wi- and they're whispering to each other because I'm in the kitchen, and I'm like... Yeah, that's awkward. But then there's been others where, you know, it's been a vibe. They're like, Perry, do you want a glass of wine? And I'm, I don't drink on a job, but sometimes. <laughs> Perry, do you want a glass of wine? I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, coming in, seeing how I am. We'll leave you to it whenever, whenever soup, food's ready. Let me know. Blah, blah blah. Printed menus. I do the whole thing. Printed menus, tablecloths, that whole thing. Mm. And um, and yeah, it's been a vibe. So it's something. Again, it's one of those things that if I didn't have a real job to go to, I would be doing it now and now and now. Yeah. Again and so. again and again. Um, but the thing is, as well, like private dining, I don't know how popular it will be now. Restaurants are opening up again. Right. I think yeah but I, I don't know i think there's some things that might stick after lockdown so yeah. it's not something i'd i mean it's still an experience i would want if i could get someone who's uh got the capabilities that you have when it comes to cooking definitely it's yeah. still something that i think i'd invest in it's just a nice thing to have yeah it's, an, it's a I nice option to have is what i would say yeah yeah for so like a romantic night in or something like that there yeah, you exactly. go there you go exactly. it's true i've got a question yeah Yo. what does gold Gold, nothing. It's there for money, man. What are you talking about, Salt Bay? Yeah, yeah I was just gonna say he's a dickhead, man. Yeah, it's just there because you can say you ate a gold-covered steak or whatever it is. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't do anything. Trust me. There's some overrated ingredients in the world. Let's go through them. And oh. Master, let's go through oh them. <laughs> Yo, I'm ready. <laughs> what, what about saffron spice? Saffron's elite. elite. Underrated. Elite. Underrated. Yeah, I love how passionate Soul. he is. Of course, it's man. That's it. That's, that's his bag. Yeah, underrated. That. Is it? Is it very expensive? Yes. Mm. Doesn't mean that it's not worth it, though. Yeah. But let's just say I had to put the seven grams of saffron. <laughs> how much would that be? I'd be asking, where'd you get the money from? <laughs> you have forty grams, grams of saffron. saffron. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's give a rough estimate. So from s- the farm. <laughs> All right. Saffron comes in five gram boxes. Yeah. So that's eight grams. So, so eight boxes. If you're having forty grams, a box is about twelve pounds. 12 times 8, 96. Yeah, that's 96 pounds for 40 grams. Is that high grade saffron? Yeah. Can't get bad saffron, can you? You can. Well, I mean, if I've, you, I've seen that. Can you can buy it in Sainsbury's in like the herb aisle. It's not good. Oh. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, you're talking about the real stuff. Yeah. Fresh fruit stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, it will set you back a decent amount. <laughs> 40 grams, that's not a lot. You have to bear in mind what 40 grams is. Like, you could barely feel it if you put it in your hand. 96 pounds. For example, he again, must re- doing the maths in his head like, yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we in business right. now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. You're, you're thinking uh, business, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> you got a saffron farm? 
No, I, I don't have a Saffron phone, but I can go to Iran to uh. go and check out um, Saffron phone. Because I have land back home in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just looking around, like, what things I could go and possibly, that I could actually spend my money on. Mm. And um, my land is a very firm cut Mm. But uh, as I was there, I did spend a lot of time there. You going to Iran is still one of the craziest things I've ever heard. It was an experience. It was. It was why did you go to Iran? When? When and why? As I said, I had land back home in Pennsylvania. I, yeah. I went to see like if I could go and travel back to Pennsylvania. Um, the only thing is, is that I don't have the best type of land to go and travel. I have the best type of land, but I I can speak for myself. Yeah. Very scarce out here in the UK. Yeah. Whereas the type of land that you'd have to go and travel for is mm. desert. That's right. Almost corn to cotton type land. Yeah. Right. Just desert is basically dry as hell. Mm. So um, yeah, I, w- I went to South. Well, I went to Iran specifically for that reason. But there was other things that I needed to do as well. So like the mosques out there, brilliant, beautiful mosques. Um, there was one mosque I was supposed to go, but it was at the time of. celebrations because like i only know ramadan and eid but i don't know when they actually yeah take place right to take place in terms of the year but i think at that time it was holiday for a it was a bank holiday for one of the prophets yeah and you couldn't go there because everybody was going to be there right so i couldn't get the time to actually go and see the mosques but we we saw a lot we saw um forts we saw um irrigation like how they've done irrigation back in the day within the desert hmm no, there, there was a lot to see. Even like the pomegranates, like how they pick pomegranates, it was amazing. Like they were just fresh. It was like sour ones and then the sweet ones, and it depends on the day in which you pick it. Mm. So if you pick it early in the morning when it's frozen, like when it's a very cold um, temperature, yeah, that's where you get the sweet ones. But if you pick it during the day, it's gonna be sour. Right. So yeah, I was I was just out there. I just had a great time. Yeah. And it was an experience. Yeah. Mm. It, was, it was one of those ones. It's like if I don't go. What other um overrated ingredients were you gonna get into? <laughs> I'm quite curious about What was that. the first one you said? saffron, gold saffron, truffle overrated. Really? Why? Yeah. Just if you put truffle in something, it just tastes a truffle. There's no point right. in putting truffle like people put truffle in mushrooms. It's like bananas in smoothies. <laughs> Just taste banana. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like enough. it's such an overpowering flavor right. that it's that it's just I mean, if you want to eat truffle, cool. Yeah. But if you want to eat truffle and you want to taste the mushroom and the pasta and you want to taste the cream and you want to taste this and that, just you just taste truffle. What's right. your feelings on t- on cheese? Uh, I love. I like cheese. I was gonna say I love cheese, but I like cheese. Um, there's so many different varieties of cheese though that it's 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 such a, a broad cheese spectrum. is overrated, man. Overrated. If if it's, if it's mozzarella, d- uh, mozzarella. Mozzarella is overrated. I agree. Are you kidding me, no, man? No, mozzarella is overrated. No, the reason why because it's, it's got no flavor. Yeah, that's the that's the point. No, but why? <laughs> because why <would> you, <laughs> <laughs> my point is I don't like cheese. Them, really. just eat tofu, bro. Nah, but I don't like cheese. So, but you eat mozzarella. Yeah, because mozzarella doesn't have a taste. You know what I mean? Like on pizza, it's more there for the te- texture. <laughs> Come on, man, listen to yourself. No, nah, I, I don't think it, <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, it's, it's there for the texture. It's there for the texture. Why do you eat food? <sighs> for what texture. Would you, 
Nah, nah. Obviously, pizza is probably one of my favorite foods, but I'm not. I'm not there for the cheese on the pizza. I know, like the tomatoes, aye, the aye, pepperoni. Aye. Let's you know have this I mean? conversation. Pizza. Go on. Top three things about the pizza. What's some? For example, I'll give you mine. The most important thing is the tomato sauce for me in yeah. a pizza. Then bread, then cheese. Yeah. What same the, for you. What, what's, what happened to same, same for you? So what, you're saying cheese is the most important thing? Yeah, it has to no, be. No, I'm saying nah, that. I don't Otherwise, you're eating tomato bread. I hear what you're saying, but I don't... Like you said, mozzarella doesn't really have a taste. So it's... It, so why eat it? But because I like pizza, I, I still like the I still like the tomato, you, I still like the pepperoni, and I still like the the bread. Would you have mozzarella in a salad? Nah. Okay, so it's just pizza. Me, yeah, <laughs> I don't like cheese as a person. This is a like cheddar. I think is disgusting. I, like I, I I don't know how people eat cheese. I think it's one of the worst things that we have as humans. <laughs> Do you want to get something off your chest then? No, I'm going off my chest. <laughs> Nah, cheese, cheese, cheese is levels, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, we'll have to agree to disagree. Nah, nah, yeah, for sure. I think people but are in bondage with cheese and this. Yeah, English people love cheese. Don't they? That's a fact. <laughs> Do you say we or they? We, well, I'm all right with cheese. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, not, cheese. I'm not too fussed. It doesn't really uh, I, I, just, it's, I just don't like it. It's one of those things. Nah. It's the same way I feel about Brussels sprouts. I think that's the devil's Brussels, poison. Bro, man, that's just cabbage. You like cabbage? No. <laughs> I was gonna say if you if you like cabbage but you don't like Brussels sprouts, there's something wrong. But if right, you don't, you don't nah, like I'm not. I'm not keen. I mean, my favorite vegetables: sweet corn. I don't mind peas. Uh, I think carrots. Bro- I think broccoli bangs. Broccoli is really nice. Actually, I don't know how as a kid I didn't like yeah, the it. The reputation is, is it's not got a bad rep, but nah, bro- broccoli is nice and it's super healthy. Yeah, like, yeah. Big time. So much protein as far as vegetables go. So much protein there. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Why, why is <laughs> He's it coming wing? for your chest. Why is it a wing? Where's the wing? It, no, listen. <laughs> I, listen. I, was <laughs> I you, said, no, I was listen. Personally, <laughs> like, with the vegan sort of situation, I looked into it. I did Are you vegan? Research. No, I'm not vegan. Oh, okay. Oh, even I'm being vegan, I would pay. <laughs> <laughs> and personally, I was like, like, I looked into it. I'm not going to par a vegan off. It's just like whatever, innit? So then they're like, yeah, we got these, we got these cauliflower wings. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They're not wings. I made it. I loved it. Oh, I don't like when vegans make something something else. If no, that... but I don't like it. Yeah, I, I can't I stand it. I I've same. been I've been why, duped. If, if you're veggie or vegan, why do you want something that looks and tastes like chicken? That, that, I don't get it. That's I don't get that. The they're they're, they're whatever yeah. they're on is incorrect. Then commit to the lifestyle, man. Interesting. Commit to the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, nah. if you like vegetables, then you know. Uh, eat, eat your veggies, but yeah, that's interesting. Stay healthy. But then but I, d- I mean, this is a whole like I'm, I'm, I'm not slagging on vegans or vegetarians at all. But I do feel like vegan and vegetarian food is, is, how do I say, underappreciated. Is oh, it for sure? For yeah, sure. like for what? Sure. Yeah. So like people don't know how to cook good vegan vegetarian dishes. Yeah. Okay. Like the use of beans, lentils, chickpeas, yeah, um, legumes, um, pulses, all that type of stuff. Rice, potatoes, yams, um, sweet potato. You know, there's so much. There's so much of a variety. Variety. That people people, people just think our salad, greens, right. and rice. That's it. Yeah. And then end all be all. But no, nah, there's a complete variety. Like For even sure. when like my mom cooks, like um, there's like this, this, this. It's not really like a vegan dish, but it's a dish. Well, it is a vegan dish because there's no meat in it. But basically, they'll give it to pregnant ladies. It's basically there's a lot of there's beans. It's like a bean stew. Yeah. And but this is clearly a culture thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is yeah, a culture yeah. thing. So they'll give it to them and then, like, it, it, would, it would just rejuvenate them. Like, you would mm. see the hair grow. Of course, during pregnancy, there's a lot going on. Yeah. But mm. this is a time where you just give them a lot of 
uh, proteins. So it's not necessarily meat. It can't be a danger to the child, so on and so forth. But, like, there's even African dishes that I wouldn't necessarily consider to be calling them vegan, but they are vegan. Yeah. Do you know what? High key. Like, if you have, uh, for example, if you have panda jam with red stew. Vegan? I, I think so, yeah. Jollof rice. Vegan. It's, nah, jollof rice ain't vegan. Because I think there's opso cubes in it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, so. The stock cubes are but is stock cubes actually from the animal or is it to taste like the animal? No, it's just from the animal. Like oh, okay. The bones yeah, yeah no. Nah. The skin. I would then, well, then take it out then. Yeah, but then, yeah, okay. So if I, it's a vegan dish? Yeah, yeah. panda jam my and red stew. My mind is blown. You know what? what you panda jam and okra. Yeah, okra. Okra is Okra's disgusting. Okra is Come nice, on, dog. Don't, don't. Do you like okra? I think I'm a vegan. Sorry, I'm just, I've just had like a, <laughs> I've just had a revelation. Collins is reflecting on his diet. It's like. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> okra is disgusting, okra, man. Oh, okra is right, right. nice right. in the right circumstances. There, there's there's no right. circumstance. Slimy, there's slimy, nah, yeah. I'm not about it. Not, not at all, right. man. You might as well be bogey. You fucking hell, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, give, let me give you an example. Yo. I cook a banging Caribbean bean stew, red kidney bean stew. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Rice and peas. Yeah. Well, rice and peas as in well, like... Rice and peas, man. I ain't even from the Caribbean, but that shit goes down. Yeah. Plantain on the side. Yeah. Completely vegan. Plantain yeah. or plantain? Plantain. Mountain or mountain? <laughs> <laughs> fountain or fountain? We can be here all day, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Never. You wouldn't ever think that that would be a vegan dish. Yeah. But when you actually and people break don't it down. think you can put so much flavor into vegan and vegetarian food. I don't yeah. know why that is. You know? So interesting, man. It's conceptions, isn't it? Yeah. And it's what? I'm not sure what you said. I thought you said, and it's free. Yeah. What's free? No, I, <laughs> said, I, said, I said it's very simple. Sorry. I was just oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Thing. And that's like, yeah. Who wouldn't, well, not to be disgusting on this one, but when you go to the bathroom, you, you ain't got problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saying if you eat meat and fish, then you do. No, nah, no, it's it's just it's a bit of a strong push. Bruh. <laughs> I hear that. My God, high protein diet. I'm not a high. Well, the thing is, I eat various foods, but yeah, I do have somewhat of a. Actually, not have a very balanced diet. Like, I, I if I'm eating protein, I'll always eat. You might hit gym. Food. You look like you you guys hit gym. Yeah, I will hit. I'll always eat vegetables or fruits on the side. Like, let's say I'm having. Two pieces of chicken, rice. I will always have a banana oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, a bunch yeah, of that. vegetables. Yeah. Because I know that's going to go easy. Yeah. Like, as, as disgusting that may sound, it's just going to go easy for me. So, like, and I know that I'm getting all my nutrition. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even speaking to, like, Amber when I get my hair done, she's like, yeah, your hair's grown wonderfully. Like, what are you consistent in your diet? Yes, I am. So, right. I really don't... I know roughly now how food would work for me. Mm. Um... But I'm not too fussed about that. But I heard just that. people who have a high protein diet, nah, it's it's gonna go wrong. Where'd you get your main source? All three of you. Where'd you get your main source of protein from when you eat? Tuna Pop. and chicken. Yeah, same. Chicken, tuna, chicken, beef. Mm. Sometimes but the fish. Thing is, I, 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 I cook whatever. Sometimes salmon. Mm-hmm. Like try, I try to eat. I'm trying to eat more fish, but it's it's salmon not. Salmon or toasted bagel. That's delicious. I don't know if you. <laughs> Nah, had I the pleasure. S- <laughs> I have not. Mr. Exotic on the other side. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not. Cream cheese, bagel <laughs> no, I'm not going to be bullied for liking <laughs> something nice. 
Harry came here to cook you. Yeah, bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we we got chef, a problem. He's chefing for real, bro. For yeah. real. Anybody can get it, man. I'm <laughs> We're talking like some some beef and chicken and, and then nah, it's not. Like we'll smoke salmon bagel, cream cheese and chives. It has to be done, man. <laughs> Trust, yeah. me. Mm. Trust me. Wait, hang on a sec. You don't Whoa. taste it in there, man. Go on, taste it. Do you know what? I yeah. Ah, listen, you can taste it, but you ignore it. You have to. Oh, you ride through wow. the pain. Them shits is nice. The pause. For real. That's the most disgusting <laughs> pause. That's a violation. Yo, yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, but like as I said. Nah, I hear like, what you're saying. Tuna. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunch and dinner is usually. Or if it's not chicken, it could be beef. Yeah. Um, rare, very rare occasion is like pork. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't bang. Uh, I, I do like bacon. Yeah, no, I do bacon, like bacon. Bacon, as far as the source of protein, bacon is as good as broccoli. Yeah. Mm. Really? Yeah. I'd feel like it'd be way more unhealthy. Just put yeah, it, yeah, no, yeah, it is in general. Protein content. Protein content. Right, content. Yeah. Okay, don't fry bacon. bacon. Just put it in the oven. That's what I do anyway. Yeah. It makes it healthier. What are you doing? You gotta fry that ish, man. Nah, nah, yeah, I'm putting no. It makes it it's healthier. I, I personally I like my bacon crispy, so yeah, it's yeah. easier to get that consistency in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, but there's some things that you just beyond don't need to do it, man. You have to fry bacon. You think? Yeah. Oh well, I hear you. Yeah. I, I personally don't, but I, I get what you're saying. Like my mom's one of them people, she buys the bacon so it's like without the rind and it's literally oh. just you know, you oh, got okay. baked bacon, yeah, you know, yeah, like Oh that's yeah, streaky yeah. bacon though, isn't it? No, it's back bacon. Oh, okay, go yeah, on. Yeah, so you know you got like the round kind of piece and then yeah. you've got the, the Yeah. Tail. She just buys it so it's just a round piece because it's got less fat. Yeah. Some people don't like fat, which I don't get. I like yeah, I, yeah, it's flavour, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Like when people like cut around their steak so they don't have the fat, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Bonkers. Absolutely fine. Word to Dizzy Rascal. When you have a... When you <laughs> have a <laughs> I, I tried to, to brush past it. <laughs> Perry, when you have a steak, what do you go, what do you go for? What, cut or, or cooking? Uh, I'm going to get bullied now, aren't I? <laughs> all right, all right let, me, let me see. Demi's going fillet steak with... He's going, he's going rare. Nah, medium rare. Oh, fillet though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I would usually go for a sirloin. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would usually go for a sirloin. What, are you still getting it well done? Nah, uh, you're bugging, man. Uh, when I, like, when so disappointed. When we go out and like, you say well done, I'm just disappointed. No, but you're paying... You've is, ruined like, the meat. You're, you're paying a lot of money for that well done steak. I like it well done. Do you like it, though? Yeah. Have you ever had it not well done? Yeah. Ah, with ladies and gentlemen. We got him. There was this one time I looked at it. I was chewing it. I was like, it's not as bad. I'm what was it though? Was it like medium rare, medium? I think this is rare. Okay. Oh. And I was like, mm, it's not for me. Okay. Uh, so then that's, the, that's put me off. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's just, actually I won't get into the science behind like well done steak and whatever. But yeah, well done steak for me is, is, is good enough. All right. I hear that. Collins, what are you thinking? Medium rare, man, or medium. What what kind of cut you going for? Fillet or yeah, a bit of fat on it. It has to. Be, it has to have a little bit of it. Okay. To be honest with you, because yeah. I just I was of the school of thought of E-Man for a long time. Yeah. I think I, most black people are yeah, same. Yeah, same yeah, yeah, one of those yeah, things. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. My parents are the same. It's just yeah. one of those things, and then I realized I was like, let me just try. So I think I went somewhere where the the chef was just not having it. Nah, yeah, like they, I, they, 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 they refused to make well yeah, done here. Yeah, so I, I just really. Said, oh, nah, okay, I'm on your side a bit there. Fuck you, I'm paying. I, can't, I think I was. I, I think I was in, 
I was in France. I was in oh, Paris. Okay. I can't remember what the name of the restaurant was. I have no clue. But the guy was just not having it. And that was fine. So I was like, I'm here to find new stuff anyway. So I tried it. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I see what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, the thing right. is, I'm open-minded. And as a chef, I kind of see both points of view. So I'm open-minded with food, with beef we're talking specifically. Yeah. I've had blue steaks. I've had well-done steaks. What are you saying when it comes to blue? I kind of want to try it just to see what it's, it's like. No, I, I, saw, I saw a story where it was blue, but it was thin, though. It was super thin. Yeah, it's like carpaccio. Yes, yeah, right. that I can understand. Cause yeah, I mean that's different. That's different. Yeah. But like, if you're having so like the last time I had a blue steak, I was with my girlfriend and or a lot of our, a lot of her friends. Uh, they came to London and um, went to a restaurant and we ordered a Chateaubriand, which I don't know if you guys know is like uh, a huge fillet steak. It's massive. It's like you know you can get it seven hundred grams to a kilo of wow. fillet steak, okay. and it's to share between you, right? I got you. Right. And we ordered it blue. So literally blue is, is the hardest for me, the hardest le- grade to cook because you want to get it so it's not cold, mm. but you want to get it so it's not cooked. Got you. Okay. You get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So blue basically means it's like searing the outside. And then so if you cut into it, it's still red raw. Yeah. Right. But it can't be. It has to be warm. You know, so that's the difficulty getting it warm, but not getting it any like brown and it should be. Anyway, we had it and I, I can't lie to you. It was delicious. It was wow. incredible. And that was the first time I ever had blue steak. After that, usually I'll go for medium, medium rare, depending on what it is. Mm. But I have to be open-minded enough when I go to a restaurant as a chef myself that the menu and the things that are on the, that are on the menu are there for a reason because yeah, the chef wants you that. to taste that. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't really get when people come to a restaurant, especially if I'm working, and they say, yeah, I'd like this dish, but without that, can you put that instead of that? And I'm right. like, no, that's not why the dish is like that. Got you. Right. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like a menu is done by a chef or a team of chefs specifically like ingredients are put together and married together specifically for a reason. Mm. And that's how the the experience we want to give you. You're not having this with that and, and you're not chipping and changing ingredients. If the steaks are only cooked to medium max, if you ask for well done, I'm not giving you a well done because that's not the experience that I want to give you. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, I see it from both <laughs> points of view. <laughs> I, see it, I see it from both points of view. yeah. yeah. I'll be interested. Next time you go for a meal or something, Ivan, try medium rare. I just want to see what your opinion is. Yeah, and take a picture. <laughs> take a picture. <laughs> so I can verify I it. I've tried medium before. I think, yeah, I think I've tried medium. Medium's not that deep. Yeah. Like a little bit pink. Yeah. A little bit pink. Some people just can't get their head around the idea. If they gave me a rare, I was like, what And it's still bleak. Like, it's, it's, it's got blood. Yeah. It's still raw in the middle, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I, do you know what I'd... I personally, medium rare. Remember, and it's, and it's a similar experience to how you had to have blue, like, and your experience in the sense that I went to someone's house and like, I'm just not doing that. Like, it, it, well done is insane. You've ruined the meat. So I was like, right, let me try it. Like, let me try a thing. Much better. And it's less chewing as well because steak is chewy when it's well done. Right. So it goes down way easier. Yeah. And it has to be, if you're having a blue or rare steak, it has to be good beef because otherwise, again, it's chewy. It's mm. on both ends of the spectrum. Chewy, or when it's well done, chewy when it's raw. Oh, okay. Especially if you're like eating it and it's not a good bit of beef, mm. it's gonna be chewy. So you Got have you. to get good beef. If you're having wagyu, if you're having Kobe beef. Oh, I've got a question. Okay. Um, what would you fry? What oil do you use to fry? At home or in the kitchen? At home. Coconut oil. Coconut oil. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever use ghee? Uh, yeah, but it burns easily. Yeah, ghee is very it's 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 a flavoursome oil. Very flavoursome. Like butter. But as you said, it burns very easily. 
It burns very easily. So I would never cook a steak in it. Um, cooking a steak is something that if you if it's a thin steak, you want to keep it in the pan for a long time. I would usually use ghee or butter to finish dishes. Like I would use it, but not to fry it in. So I would use like a, you have to think about oils and temperatures, right? So uh, butter burns at a lesser temperature than vegetable oil will. Vegetable oil can reach, I think it's like 500 degrees before it starts to burn. Okay. Butter starts burning at about 150. Yeah, so it's hot. You start to get, or and ghee as well, you start to get that burnt taste and like the caramel. So in butter and ghee, there's natural sugars and that's where you get like the burnt pieces come in because it's caramelizing really. Mm. But if you cook the steak and when it's almost brown, you put the butter in and you start glazing it. And then also you see on like cooking shows and stuff, you get that kind of like foamy looking like yeah. butter glaze on a steak. That's because they're putting it in at the end, not the start. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. This has been very insightful, man. For real, dog. Do we have any other things we're trying to get off before we <coughs> close? You just got to get off our music suggestions, isn't it? Yes, thank you for reminding me. Uh, you just pick a I'm song ready. to add to our. Well, yeah, yeah nearly. Raw. It must have been going for that's an hour, isn't it? We on we out an hour in. Yeah. yeah. Been uh, nah, there's too much bro. good music that came out recently. Um, J Cole's album came out yesterday. <laughs> Fire, indeed. indeed. Yeah. Yo, the boy, the real is back. The real is back. The real is back. Um, God, so many choices for myself. Um, just want to give shouts out obviously the Migos came back strong with straightening um dbe ferrari horses young and may with hello baby featuring um fabio foreign um but my choice for this week um probably going to end up being my artist of the year and my find of the essential seed day in the life okay mine is um an artist i've been trying to listen to for a while but i didn't find the time until recent his name is blast um, I think um, Akuya from um, yeah, the podcast, he mentioned it, so I did my research, and he mm. has a really good project out called No Love Lost. Um, but yeah, the title track, No Love Lost, on there is incredible. Um, so that's my choice of the week. Perfect. I don't, I don't think it's actually too long. Is it West Side Gun? Nah, it's not West Side Gun, so it's very, very quick. Under the table, <laughs> 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 I was close. Are you shocked? <laughs> Uh, Balenciaga stamp. Cool, cool. Love that. Cool, cool, cool. Pleasant. That New York. <laughs> that New York rap. Yeah. Well, I got. Well, I got one. Yeah, go for Thank it. So wait, what are we doing? Albums or songs? Song. Just a song. Song you're song. listening to right now. Oof. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We're talking about albums that came out yesterday. A lot of banging albums came out yesterday. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm a Georgia Smith fan. She brought us out yesterday. Um, but as far as like long term, I've been listening to a lot of Brent Fayaz. Um, yeah, I'm thinking his album, Fuck the World, amazing, amazing album came out of the start of last year, I believe. Or the mm. start of this year, maybe the start of last year. Last year. Um, it's on repeat at least, you know, once a week for me. Um, he's got a song in there called Lost Kids Get Money. Mm. That's my jam. Love it. It's a better, yeah, it's an old song. Well, I say an old, it's a, year, it's a year old or so, but it's, yeah, it's a vibe. No, I love that. Perfect. Nice, and obviously, give the people your socials where they can find you. Sure, at Chef Perry J on Instagram. Um, you can find my Facebook through there. Uh, I'm not on Twitter, unfortunately, but yeah. Get Don't need to be, it's a toxic place. At Chef Perry J on Instagram, guys. Love it. Main Chapo podcast.